Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to get green. Doug Oster and Jessica Walliser are in the house. All natural. No pesticides. No artificial ingredients. The Organic Gardeners. News Radio 1020 KDKA. All right, Jessica is not here today enjoying the day with her family, but Doug Oster is, TribLive.com, and of course, EverybodyGardens.com. Now, we're going to take the 10th caller right off the top to win an amazing certificate from Sorgles. Why? Because I want you to think spring. First official day of spring just around the bend. So today is the, well, do-it-yourself day. What you're going to be doing in your garden in just a few weeks, today is your planning day. So you can ask Doug anything when it comes to planning your spring planting, okay? 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank, Kinson Access, KDKRadio.com. And you can text me at that number. Brought to you by Right Automotive, the best deal in town. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Doug Oster. Good morning. I am Doug Oster from EverybodyGardens.com and the Tribune Review. And actually, yesterday was the official start of the season with St. Patrick's Day. That's right. You gotta plant your peas on St. Patrick's Day. Now that, of course, if you look at the soil, you're not going to be turning the soil over. That was snow on there, and uh, how I like to start is because uh, you know again, Grandma said you got to start on St. Patrick's Day. You got to start on St. Patrick's Day. I started a couple different ways. I got a bag of compost for five bucks, threw it down in the ground the night before. I soaked my peas for overnight, and what that does is that there's that little dry seed. Uh, it soaks up the water, gets three times as big, and then much more likely to sprout won't rot, rot out in that cold soil. But the other thing I did, too, is I've got these new things. You know, for years I've been using uh, what are called peat pots, which are little, like, fibrous pipe pots. And I found some new ones at a trade show in Baltimore in January. They're called cow pots. And so at the Home and Garden Show, there was a, a kid there, and he was looking at them, and I said, oh, do you know what those are made out of? He goes, no. I said, well, just think of what comes out of a cow. And he says, milk? <laughs> And I was like, no, I think a little bit further back on the cow. And uh, I met this dairy farmer who had all that extra cow manure and figured out a way to make them into fibrous fibrous pots that don't smell. And so uh, that's how I started my peas. Peas can't stand to be transplanted. So I just got some good planting mix, got it moist, filled up those cow pots, and then my seed that had been, again, uh, soaked in water overnight, I put that into those cow pots, covered them with plastic, and got started on St. Patrick's Day. You know, like I said, no matter what, no matter what the weather's like, sometimes it means, you know, it's dry enough to plant in the soil. Sometimes it means you're starting in peat pots. Sometimes it means you're just throwing some compost down, but you, you've got to get started on St. Patrick's Day. All right, listen, the world tour of Doug Oster continues, and you're going to be at the Beaver County Times Home Show. That's right, Times Home and Garden Show again, Saturday, 10 a.m. I'm talking all about seeds starting this inside. This Saturday coming up. This coming Saturday. I can't wait. At the Dome. Yeah, the Golden Dome. What, what? How did they build that there? Do you 1975. know? 1975. Just as a... 
it really was ahead of its time. Yeah. Astrophysicists were involved in building that thing. So Ge- it's, it's Geodesic a, dome, right? Yeah, it's one of the uh, eighth wonders of Beaver County. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think can that's, tell you that's the, uh, one of the top three. It is. It is. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And it's a great venue. And I know Amy Miller and them are going to be working and have been working very hard to put it together. And they are so honored to have you Yeah, back. Saturday, 10 a.m., I'll be talking about seed starting, actually pres- showing you how exactly how I start my seeds indoors and then, of course, talking gardening and uh, uh, have some books there for you and also ask, answering your questions. Uh, gosh, I can't even remember how many years I've been doing. That might be the 10th year. Been maybe, a long time. Maybe longer. All right. Listen, we're going to talk about a number of things today on the program. But, you know, fertilizing houseplants, just if you can, uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's uh, uh, this this week's video is all about that. And you know we have to, we have to wait until we get this kind of light to fertilize the the house plants because they don't have enough light to deal with the fertilizer. I love this. I have a new organic one. It's from Espoma. Espoma is a company that's been around since the '30s. Probably best known for Holly Tone, the Granulars, Garden Tone, Tomato Tone, Flower Tone. But this concentrate called Grow. It's organic. It's inexpensive. One bottle is going to last you probably an entire season. And it, at the top of it is a little mixing thing. So you just kind of squirt it in there and then squirt it into the watering can. Not only will I use it for fertilizing my house plants, and it's good to give them a little drink of that right now to get them started as we get longer days, but I'm going to use that all year long on my containers. Uh, you know, the containers will start to eat up that uh, the nutrients in the mix within about a month. And then when you get to the, what we call the high season, that June through August, the plants need a drink of something good. And uh, being an organic gardener, I want to put something in there that's not going to be harmful for all the things that are underneath there in the dirt. If I was to put a chemical fertilizer on there with salts, you know, I would be affecting the soil life underneath. This way, this is kind of fish-based and uh, actually smells pretty good. All right, listen, I highly urge you to get on the line right now because it's going to be a busy hour with Doug. So give us a call at 866-391-1020 or dollar bank instant access at kdkradio.com. Congratulations to Larry from Ross, winner of that $25 gift certificate to Sorgles. And, you know, people like Sorgles, Janoski's, many others getting ready for their spring season, too. And I know that uh, coming up next weekend, Janoski's Garden Center Greenhouse is going to open. So we're just about ready to say it's showtime. Oh, man, I just I can't wait to get started. Let's go. You know, what's with this 23 in the morning? I, I You know, we need 40s in the morning, 50s at night. Uh, it hasn't been that bad of a winter. Uh, I, I, it hasn't been that bad of a winter, but this is always the time that just, it just drags on. I, again, I looked at the extended forecast before I got in here, and I'm looking a week in advance, and it's still like, you know, mid-20s in the morning, and ugh. I just, I just want to get going. I just want to get started. I've got some, you know, daffodils hanging on out there. Uh, I, they can't like 23 in the morning, but by the end of the afternoon, they're they're standing tall. All right, 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank, instant access, kdkradio.com. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. News Radio 1020, KDKA. All right, let's go uh, to the phones at 866-391-1020, dollar bank, instant access, kdkaradio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Organic Gardeners with Doug Oster and Laura. How are you, Laura? Good morning. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Rob. I have a question. Can you tell me, Doug, when is the best time to prune a dwarf is it Japanese a weeping cherry tree? Hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, that's probably probably can do that now. I would think <laughs> it's dormant. Uh, how big is it? Is it getting? Why do you want to? Why do you want to prune it? Um, it's a little bit loud, and it's not as much weeping as it is going up. Uh, oh yeah, you're gonna have to take those off. There's always those shoots that won't be weeping that are just gonna go straight up, so you can remove those. Okay, good. Yeah, I think we're I think we're good with a, with a cherry tree right now. Great, thank you so much. Thank for your you. Help. Okay, bye bye. All right, first time gardeners because they're getting the itch. They've been listening to this show. They've been following you and reading everything. The videos you ingest triplive.com. They're saying, you know what? This is the year, but you don't want to go in to the point where it becomes exhausting before oh, yeah. we get to uh, yeah. June, you know? You know, and I, again, when I was at the home show, uh, talking to those first-time, second-time homeowners, and they they want to have a garden, I just tell them, take it slow, you know? You don't want to become overwhelmed. This should be fun, uh, you know? I've, I've done it, where I've made beds that uh, just, you know, I had to let the woods take them back. Uh, you know, made these shade beds because it just was too much to take care of. And, yeah, take it slow. I also tell first-time uh, gardeners, instead of trying to till it all up, just buy some compost, like a truckload of compost, and mm -hmm. dump it so it's 12 inches deep, and you have instant garden, instant garden soil. And when you give those plants everything they need. So, Doug, how do you know how much land to use in your how do you like step it off mark it off i mean how do you even do that or you just start rototilling until you think that's enough no i think you got to really look at it you got to i first think about you know what are the most important things like let's just say vegetable garden what is the most important thing that you want to to grow or what are the things that you you want more than anything and just you kind of look at the plants you know you start looking on, online or at the catalog and see that well, let's see. Each tomato plant takes five feet, so let me measure this. And so I know. But does the average person know that? Well, the, that what's nice is with the internet, the information's there. Like so, before you plant anything, you yeah, should figure grow. out what you want to you know grow. Let's say you're going to put a vegetable garden in. I want lettuce. I want uh, you know some other greens. I want cucumbers. I want beans, and I want tomatoes. Real simple, like that. Those are all simple things. to Yeah, do. you know, and and just kind of ballpark what, what you're going how many plants you're going to want and it, it it's really kind of a you know you can't really screw it up you know if you got good soil you you give the plants the the distance it says to sow them or put the plants in and then you learn through the years you know we all have had a tomato jungle you know that's part of of learning and that's the fun part is 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 learning but you know Again, talking to those young gardeners, again, it might be their first year or second year, but they all do pretty good, you know, as long as they've got some decent soil. All right. Let's talk about indoor sowing peppers. Oh, tomatoes. yeah, yeah. It's 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 time for peppers. There's no doubt about it. You know, might, might have already wanted to get those started. And again, when I'm at the uh, Times Home and Garden Show Saturday at 10, I'm going to talk all about seed starting. But it's basically people can get the seeds to sprout. That's never a problem, but it's always the lighting. That, that stops them. They'll get this. They'll get them to sprout, and they'll have them on the windowsill, and then the the pepper will just kind of get tall and spindly, or whatever it is, you know, whatever the plant is, the tomato, and it'll just kind of fall over. And so you got to have a strong light source. Back in the day, we just used fluorescent shop lights. You know, that's all we had back then, and those were at the time considered to be energy efficient. But in today's day and age, <laughs> you know, your electric bill, you'll know it when you're when you're running two. Uh, fluorescent shop lights. So uh, at the garden centers and nursery, there's all these other types of lighting sources. Just a little itty bitty 
LED light now produces enough light to to uh, make those plants nice and stocky. Uh, and when we're talking about peppers, you know, if there's going to be a bell pepper, pick something that puts on a bell pepper early. Uh, a, you know, I, I mean, California Wonder is probably the industry standard, but man, it takes forever for that thing to ripen. And you want them, what, what happens with most peppers, almost all peppers, they start off one color and then when they get mature, they ripen up to that red or yellow or whatever it might be and they get sweeter. And so I always like to get one that's going to be ready in like 90 days, uh, like an ace or something like that early variety. Because when you look at the at the tag, you're going to see, you know, you got a, you got a, something that's going to take 110 days, something's going to take 90 days, uh, you know, whatever it might be. Find something that's uh, that's going to be early for you when it comes to a bell pepper. And then for hot peppers, I'm, I'm telling you that super chili, super, I've been growing super chili since the 80s. And it was, I think it was 1988, All America Selection. And that thing will put on little hot peppers no matter where you plant it. And they're too, actually too hot for me. I love hot things, but I just make, uh, I just dehydrate them every year and make uh, dried pepper flakes out uh, of them. All right, Doug is here. The Organic Gardener's on the air. 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank Instant Access. KDKRadio.com. Before you do any of this, you got to clean up. So what are the things to clean up and the things to leave behind because good for the soil? Well, that's the thing, too. You know, when I, when I would go out as a kid, my dad would tell us all, you know, hey, you got to go police the lawn. And that just means taking all those sticks and all that stuff off there. Uh, you know, I, I'm like a, a broken record, but it's too, even when it gets, it's going to be nice and sunny and 50 some degrees today, you're going to want to get out there and you're going to think, oh, if I just get into the garden and turn it over now, I'll get a jump start. But the soil, it still has that snow in it. It still has, it's just too wet. And it's just the old adage, if it sticks to the shovel, it's too wet to turn over. So do some planning, do some looking, you know, if you're going to plant anything, and and I I'm experimenting a lot with planting early crops, but I'm not turning over the soil. Again, I'm just buying a bag of compost for five bucks, throwing it down, and then putting seeds of something like radishes or beets or Swiss chard, these hard coated seeds that won't rot, lettuce, other greens, and you know for some people it's just like well how, why would you put them in so early because they're just going to sprout when they're ready, and that's what happens. Uh, I planted radishes in December to experiment and see what, what happens. They're up, and and there there's nothing left Mother Nature has in her, no matter how cold it gets, to, to stop a radish or some of these other cool-weather crops. Now, you put a tomato seed out there, it's just going to sit there, and, and it'll sprout, who knows, in May, you know, whenever it's ready, if it doesn't rot. And so, yeah, planting early without turning the soil over at least gives us something to do. All right, now listen, we've got lots more to get to, but if you have any questions and you're in the planning mode for your spring planning and garden season, you need to get on the lines right now and give us a call because all of our lines are open. Doug Oster is here until 8 o'clock. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This is Radio 1020 KDK. All right, listen. Uh, Janowski's, they too getting ready to open the greenhouse and garden center this coming weekend. Uh, today, the last day of the St. Patrick's Day sale. If you're the 10th caller at uh, 866-391-1020, that's the number to talk to Doug. But if you call the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, you will win a $25 gift certificate from Janowski's. That's a beautiful place. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I want to see what that new farm market looks like. Last time I was there, it was just they were just starting on it, so... 
I told Mike and Patty they could I, I could have a room in a cottage. That place is huge. That's, you could. <laughs> I mean, that's the size of a hotel. I love it. I absolutely do. All right, here we go. Anne in Vanderbilt for Doug Oster on the Organic Gardeners. Good morning, Anne. Hey, good morning. I haven't been able to listen to you guys for two months. I was in a rehab. Wow. So I'm, I'm uh, glad you're feeling uh, well, better. I, I fell and broke my shatter my femur. Anyhow, I want to know about roses. When when do you cut those back? I got to wait a little bit. Uh, when you start to see well, those, I couldn't do it right now anyway. But I mean, I just wanted to know. Yeah, we usually that. do that in April. You start to get some red buds on those roses. Cut them back, and that invigorates them. Do you have a lot of plants? Uh, no, I just have one. But I have one, a new one that somebody bought me to plant. And I don't know any, much about roses, so when shall I plant the other one? Uh, again, again, you know, April. But I mean, do you have the rose now? Do you do you actually have it? I have one planted, but I have one that someone bought me. It's in a pot. Okay, and where's the pot? In my kitchen. <laughs> okay. Uh, Where shall I put it? Ah, uh, gosh. Is this a like a miniature rose that somebody got you as a gift, or is this a rose? Yes. That- Okay. All right. Well, it's fine where it's at then. You just leave it on the windowsill, and then when we get to oh, usually mid-April, somewhere in there, you can put that little miniature in the ground. Uh, I like to feed those roses uh, about once a month with something called rose tone. It's very easy to... Yes, I have some of that. Oh, good, good. That's the good stuff from Espoma, and that will do the trick for you and keep that keep those roses going. But don't cut it back too early. Wait till you see some little red buds. Okay. Thank you. Hope you're feeling you. better. Yeah, feel better, Thank Ann. Thank you. So I guess you had some coons from Corn's Market. Uh, coons. Uh, yeah, I had some coons. Corn from I, had some, I had some coons from Corn's Market. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, it's I'm, early, isn't it? I'm done. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, my wife brought home some corn. She's like, well, I don't know. It's awful early for corn. I, and and oh. I actually had a friend over. We call him Corn Boy. What? Yeah, he he tied for a corn eating competition at 24 ears, and we've always said that some summer we want to get the two of them together again and try it again. 24 ears. I don't think my teeth could handle that at this age. I don't think my stomach could handle it at this age. No, me neither. I dropped out at about 11 oh, ears. 11 ears. Yeah, that's pretty good. What, uh, do, you, what do you put on it? Butter, salt, pepper. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, listen. All the above. <laughs> I'm at the age now that we like, you know, like uh, using a knife to like peel it off the shuck. All right, uh, here we go. Uh, we got a bunch of uh, text messages. Uh, this is kind of another rose cutback question. It says, I never cut back my roses. Uh, so last fall, I was starting to think I got knockout climbing low to the ground variety. When do I cut them? They all have growth on the ends. Uh, that's uh, Mary from Whitehall. So yeah, if she's clip. starting to see a little growth, you could cut them back. I don't. I don't do a lot of pruning of my roses. I know that when I go out to the uh, rose garden uh, at Renzi Park in McKeesport, that they're always saying you got to, in the spring, cut them back by uh, pretty severely to, to really force them to get going again. But like for a climbing rose, I never touch my climbing roses. But some of the other little ones, I'll, I'll hack them back. But again, I, you know, I'm always waiting for, for new growth. Hey, congratulations to Maria from Kraft, the winner of that $25 gift certificate from Janoski's in Clinton. Can I plant zinnias in the same flower bed every year? Thanks. Love your show, Doug. Uh, you know, for the most part, I always like to mix things up. It's just uh, zinnias are prone to powdery mildew. Uh, you know, you could get away with it, but if you had other spots for it, it's, it's you know, a zinnia takes a certain thing out of the soil. 
uh, you put something else there the next year, you know, always, always improve the soil with compost every time that you, that you, you plant. The thing about zinnias is too, that for some reason, they always seem to do better when you just direct sow them. And so when we get into May, instead of buying a flat of them, just get some cool seeds and sprinkle them into some good soil and let them do their thing, and they seem to do better. Another text message from the Red Automotive text line, Red Automotive, the best deal in town, says, Good morning. There are wild daffodils in woods near me. Can I transplant them safely now or wait? That's Jim from Claysville. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, back in the day, again, we used to, if we had to, sometimes you'd have uh, daffodils that come up and they don't bloom, they're too close together, and so we would mark them with uh, stakes and then try and dig them out in the fall to move them. But now experts are telling us it it makes more sense to do it right after they're done blooming, while they're in the green. Uh, That way you can find the bulbs much easier. You're not going to cut them to pieces because you can see where those greens are. And so uh, as soon as they're done blooming, you know, first find a spot where where you think they can, they'll be happy. You know, drip line of trees is great for, for daffodils. Someplace they can dry out in the summer. Uh, and so, yeah, lift them. I would separate them too. You know, just take the biggest bulbs, replant them. They're not going to like it. You know, they really resent being transplanted. But um, if you have to move them and you want to move them, that's the time to do it. All right, let's go right back to the phones. Picking up a little business now on the phones for Doug. Let's go to Donna on the north side. Good morning. You're on KDK Radio. Hi, Donna. Good morning, guys. Doug. Go ahead. My rhododendron going to come back. The deers actually. Eight. I Ugh. couldn't believe it last yeah. week. Almost my whole rhododendron. Well, first thing, somehow, for now, you're going to have to keep the deer off there. So it's either some kind of physical barrier or you're going to have to spray it with something like a Bobex or something like that, that that they won't eat it so that it does come back. What I would do is when we get another month into the season, as long as we can keep the deer off it, I would fertilize at the bottom with something called Hollytone. It's a granular granular organic fertilizer that's easy to find. It's from Espoma. It's probably their most, I would think, their most famous fertilizer. And then hopefully, hopefully it'll come back. You know, the thing is, you're losing your flowers probably. They ate all the buds. Is that what I'm... Oh, I can't believe... I looked up last week and I said, what happened to my rhododendron? It's like... Uh, where, where they could reach, it's gone. Yeah, totally gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have them in this. I, I'm in the city, and you know, they keep building in the suburbs, and the poor things have no place to go. Oh, I know, I know. You, you don't have to tell me you're preaching to the choir, but yeah, <laughs> uh, if you couldn't put a physical barrier on it, like just even drape it with some deer netting, uh, okay. use the use some kind of spray like the Bob X or, or one like it, liquid fence or, or whatever it might be, and keep spraying it in between rains, and hopefully it'll come back before you give it a little boost with that holly tone. Usually they come back, but again, you're going to you're gonna be missing your flowers this year. Where, oh, they did a terrible... I, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. Oh. I looked up and I said, well, what happened to my rhododendron? Oh, boy. I feel your pain. Trust me. Oh, thanks a million. <laughs> All right. Good luck. Take care. All right. We'll take a very short break. Lots of Dollar Bank instant access messages, more text messages, and some calls coming in for Doug. So please stay with us. This is the Organic Gardeners on KDK8 Radio. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. 
Here's Radio 1020, KDKA. All right. What else, Doug, before we get to these phones? Well, come out and see me Saturday at the Times Home and Garden Show uh, at Beaver at the Golden Dome. I've been doing that for many, many years, and and I I love going out there seeing everybody. I'm going to be showing you how to start seeds, and that's what we should be doing right now. You know, I don't start my tomato, main tomato crop till April 1st, but... Got to get the peppers and some other things in. All right, listen, some Dollar Bank instant access messages. We had grubs in our lawn last year. Uh, do they overwinter? That's exactly how yes, it's Yes, they do. Yes, they do. But, um, again, do, it, first we have to d- determine if it's really a grub problem. Everybody has grubs. So g- get out there when things warm up. You know, cut out a one-by-one-foot piece of turf and turn it over and if you've got more than 10 grubs there you've got a problem and deal with it how do you stop it so that's the yeah, second part of the question right. deal with it organically there's this thing these these things called beneficial nematodes and i always say they're a leap of faith to use because you can't see them so you got to get them from a reliable place someplace that you know that hasn't frozen or gotten too hot and they kind of come a lot of times in a little sponge like thing and you just spray it on the lawn when temperature or soil temperature is 50 degrees or, or warmer. The nematodes go down, they hunt down the grubs and take care of them. That's one of the most, uh, they use a lot of dangerous pesticides to try and deal with, with grubs and you shouldn't be killing everything else. Specifically target the grub and, and you can get rid of it without reaching for poisons. Received candy onion plants, not sets yesterday. When can I plant? Should I try Oh, bombs? yeah, baby. Candy is the onion they grow out at Janoski's and a lot of other places. Candy is a great onion, and it's always exciting to get that uh, th- those plants. And, again, the way you can put those in the ground right now, you can't. it's too early to turn the soil over, but just get some compost, whether it's your own compost, whether it's a bag of compost, whether you get, get a go get a uh, pickup truckload of compost, put it on the garden and just stick those plants right in there. There's nothing left that in in Mother Nature has in her, in her to stop an onion plant. Uh, they can take any cold. I've got onions that overwintered out there. Candy is a great variety. Uh, when I was at Janoski's last time, they had seriously, gosh, I don't know, 10, 10, 20 flats of them started. Uh, that's a lot of onions. All right, somebody telling you that a, a 15-year-old girl caught a big northern pike in Conneaut Lake. They wanted to pass on to you. I don't know. Uh, that's one of my fishing buddies, I'm sure, yeah. I, I All do, right, that's good, no, that's good news, though. I'm just a soldier, folks. <laughs> All right, it's too early to mulch my perennial flower beds. Uh, Marie from Baldwin, is it? Uh, yeah, it's a little early. Uh, still, still, soil's awful wet. I mean... You could get away with it. If you wanted to get the job done, it would be okay. If it was me, I'd, I'd wait a few more weeks. Let's go to Janet in Delmont. Up next for Doug Oster on the Organic Gardeners. Hey, Janet, good morning. Good morning. Hi, I have a question. I wanted to um, put lime on the garden last fall, and we and we missed it. Can we still put it on in the spring? You can, right, but, right but, now? but here's the thing. You need to know how much lime to put on. And uh-huh. and that's the trick. And so before you put it on, what I would recommend is just getting this thing called a, a soil test from the Penn State Cooperative Extension. It's only nine dollars, uh-huh. and you can just go online and search for Penn State Cooperative Extension, or um, at Westmoreland County they have a, a an office there that you can get these soil tests. Uh, and you just dig up a little bit of the soil and send it in there. Uh, the, the lab will not be busy this time of the year, so you'll get it right back, and it will tell you exactly how much lime to put on so that you know with a scientific number and a scientific formula 
how to change that pH because that's what you're doing by adding that lime. You're sweetening the right. soil, and we usually that's what we have to add. But again, my dad used to send us out. We're going to lime the yard. He didn't know if he was using half as much as he needed or twice as much. Uh, yeah, but, that's the, yeah, that's the thing. Well, then, and then so it, it's possible to put it on in the spring then, just as well as the fall. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah, you, you can you apply. It's going to take. I thought it took. I thought it took like a couple months to well, work does, into the soil. It does. It does, it but does. the sooner the sooner you put it on, the sooner the pH is going to change for you. But again, get the test. To, You'll be happy. You'll be happy okay. you did. That sounds good. Okay, thank, thank you very thank much. Thank you. One of the things that I get very frustrated doing talk radio. You ever notice that sometimes we just have this ability to talk when the listeners are talking, and they have the ability to talk when we're talking, and it's like I, I say, I hope that that was a good call for them because sometimes we're, I feel like I was just not. Wasting my time. We both have we both have both have things to say, yeah. and so I'm trying to say it. She's trying to say it, but I, get, I think but, we got the message out. Well, I worry about get the soil test. There, I this wor- message message accomplished. Good. I worry about people. Let's go to Cheryl Mount Washington. Cheryl, welcome to KDK Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a question, Doug, about planting a vegetable garden. You always talk about putting the ten sheets of newspaper down mm-hmm. to keep the weeds back. Then, do you put compost or topsoil on that? Um, I, and I, then plant- I'm sorry, and then plant directly through the newspaper. I go the I go reverse. So I'll put the compost down first. Okay. Then I'll put seven to ten layers of newspaper down. Get it wet. It's a it's a weed blocker. Uh, news newsprint is technically nowadays organic, soy based, water based things. Do not use the shiny inserts from Sunday's paper. And right. Put those newspaper down. Then on top of that, just put some some kind of mulch. For vegetable okay. garden, usually straw would work. And then, yes, for it's very easy for, like, tomato plants. Mm-hmm. You just poke a hole every three, four feet, and you put your tomato plant in. If you're going to do a row of beans, though, you're going to have to kind of slice that and put those seeds in there. It's a little harder for, for that application. But for plants, that's an easy way to do it. And you will not have weeds, which is, right. which is okay. what we're trying to do. Uh, I just didn't know the process, so it would keep disintegrating, and I don't turn the soil anymore, like you said. So. All right. Thank you so much. You're converted to no-till. That's great. When we come back, we'll wrap up the hour. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This Radio 1020 KDKA. One more time, you'll be at the Community College Golden Dome this Saturday. That's right. Saturday, 10 a.m. for the Times Home and Garden Show. It's at the Golden Dome in Beaver. I'll be talking about starting seeds, something we should be doing right now. I'll start my main crop of, of tomato seeds April 1st, but... I'll probably try and get some done a little earlier because I'm antsy, (laughs) ready to go. I want to get started. But, yeah, come out and see me. We have a lot of fun there. That's a great show. So you're going to Lake Arthur. Yep, Lake Arthur's next. So what, what do you use for bait this time of year? I could tell you. I'd have to kill you. <laughs> no, come on. Please, do me a favor. Oh, I'm doing a bunch of, a bunch of stuff, trying a bunch of stuff, spinner baits and uh, tubes and uh, uh, all sorts of different stuff. You don't use a bobber, do you? Uh, actually, today I am. Nice. I'm using some new technique. There's hope for all I, of us. I, I, I read about it. I read about it last night. So we'll we'll see what happens. All right. Say goodbye. Remember, the organic gardeners always aim to create a better place to garden and a safer place to fish. I mean, live. <laughs> all right. There he goes, Doug Oster. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.